just using their page to show haircuts that have happened yesterday and the day before you know we're so far past that now where it's just all about the hair that that takes place i really want everybody to kind of start seeing their social media a bit differently and instead of using your social media content to sell a hairstyle or or a hair color what you're actually doing as a salon owner is you're using your social media to grab a pen or open your notes on your phone app because you're going to want to write this stuff down. I'm so excited to share with you this episode. I'm chatting with Vivian Jones from the Hairdressers Social Club about why your social media strategy isn't working. Now, this episode of the Salon Owners Collective podcast is brought to you by Salon Mastery. It's a business coaching program for salon owners to learn actionable strategies and steps to transform your salon and your life. Move from stress and overwhelm to freedom and profit by implementing a strategic business framework to scale your salon. All you need to do is click apply in the show notes of this episode. Let's get started on your journey to more freedom and more profit. Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Super pleased to have you here. I'm absolutely delighted to be here, Larissa. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Well, let's start for those that don't know who you are, where you are. Why don't you give us a little bit of a, where are you from? What do you do? How did you get to be doing it? Wow. So I am Vivian Johns and I am the founder of the Hairdressers Social Club. So that is a, a platform, an education platform where I teach hairdressers and salon owners how to use social media properly. Um, and when I say properly, I mean properly to get in front of people who live in your area and want to come into your salon and have their hair done because we can all go searching for new people you know across the globe on social media but I really really focus on let's get in front of those people and target a proper you know a real audience in your area now I am a hairdresser so I started hairdressing in the 90s in Dublin in Tony and Guy and I now live in Cornwall in the southwest of England, which uh, is like beach life. It's it's a lovely, lovely place to live. But I live eight miles away from Land's End, which is literally like the a cliff, right? So I live eight miles away from a cliff. I used to tell people that we were the last salon in the country. <laughs> we weren't. We were the second last salon in the country. So, you know, I'm a salon owner from a small fishing village, 15,000 people in our in our town and I couldn't have been further away from London you know like it took me seven hours on a train to get to London so I was nowhere near the metropolis or the hub of where everything was going on in in social media and the industry and I'm also I'm going to be 46 on my next birthday so I, it's really important that that you understand this about me that I only started using social media in 2018 so now that might sound like ages go to lots of people but in social media terms that's late to the party you know so I managed to use social media in my small little town right I had a lovely little I had I'm gonna tell you now I had the nicest salon in the town just saying but <laughs> I did <laughs> and and in my small little town I used social media 
to grow our team and grow our client base and get known in our area and attract people from all over our county and to, to get known and recognized in the industry and to get opportunities. Like I thought I could say it again, was over 40 from a little fishing village eight miles from Land's End, was asked to go and work on a BBC show with Little Mix. You guys must have heard a Little Mix. I worked on The Voice. Um, I worked in Paris at, uh, for a, a brand on their session team. And it was all because of social media. You know, I started showing up on social media. Firstly, it was to educate my clients. Right. That's all all I was doing originally was making content that was helping my clients and be really useful for my clients. We got a new product range in and I decided I was going to make a video for every product. And I thought, right, I'm not going to do my hair at home anymore. I'll just go into the salon and I'll use the ring light there and I'll do my hair in the salon and I'll do something different with my hair for every video for every product. And that's really what I started doing. And it really was just from my clients. And that led to me getting noticed in the industry, firstly by the brand and then to a wider audience in the industry. But it really just brought so much to our business. It really did. We, um, I went from, like I had, had a, a, an experience where we were, you salon owners are going to totally get this right we we had a salon and we decided we were going to move premises because we were elbow to elbow we were running out of space uh we had 12 stylists at that point we were going to get get a bigger premises by the time we signed the lease done the renovations and moved into the new massive property which was four times more expensive than we we're already pay paying we had three stylists left one of them was me i was pregnant great timing so one of them was me I was pregnant one of them was my business partner and another one was just a, a girl who was part-time so we lost all of our staff it just life happens doesn't it life happens it happens sometimes that's what what goes down and I used our social media to dig us out of that hole and so take us forward now uh you now run social media um, and teach social media for the industry. Take us take us through the leap from salon owner to social media expert. Yeah. So what started happening, obviously, when I started, I, I turned up in the salon one day and I just thought, I can't, this, this has to change. This has to change. We need new stylists. We need more, more staff. I, I, I need more clients in the door. Where are all the new clients going? Why aren't they coming here? Because new clients exist still. Well, where are they going? And I realized that I looked around the salon and every single person had a phone in their hand. I was like, hang on a minute. I'm actually allowing other hairdressers and other salons in my area to get in front of my clients in my salon in, and I'm not having it. I just thought, no, I'm sorry. No, no, this is not good enough. So I threw myself into learning everything I could learn about social media. And I geeked out on it because I understood that I was going to be able to directly get in front of new people, not let the other salons get in front of them. I was going to get there first and I was going to give people what they wanted to see. And I really started to 
build our social media to the point where, you know, back in 2018, we had 3000 followers on our page, which was a huge page for a small town, mm -hmm. you know, and people started to ask me as well. I was going off and I was doing the fashion event in Paris and I was working with Little Mix and I was on The Voice. Um, people were like, Viv, how did you get that opportunity? And I would say, well, it was through social media. And then then I would tell one person how I did it or, or you know, what strategy I used. Strategy wasn't even a word I used then, but it, it was strategy, really. So what what kind of techniques and things I did and how I started to get noticed. So I told it to one person, then maybe 10 people. And then um, I actually started working as a social media coach for a business coaching group it, that were based in the UK very much like your your group so it would be kind of like a very similar group to yours in the UK and I started working as their social media coach um I still had the salon at that point and you know instantly you're like me I don't know oh god I don't know if I I don't know everything about social media because you do think that when somebody asks you to educate you think I need to know everything you don't like so by doing that made me it, I, I learned so much more and because what somebody would ask me one question I'd go and I'd research the answer and I'd tell them so they'd get their answer but I'd put that into my little pot of knowledge and I'd, I'd learn from the questions they asked me and I realized a lot of it is people have the same problems so then when we went into 2020 we all know what happened the mm -hmm. salon closed and I honestly thought my, my I, well, we didn't know in the beginning, did we? We just didn't know. And I, once I picked myself up off the floor, I realized I need to do something. I needed something to keep me away from drinking the, you know, 2 p.m. gin, gin o'clock. <laughs> gin o'clock was getting earlier and earlier. And I was thinking, you better start doing, we need to, we need a project here. So I, I actually started running social media boot camps on a Facebook group, you know, very low, low ticket, at, you know, to buy into it. And when one of my friends, a really good friend, she's an educator as well, Emma Fowler, I have to give her a shout out because it was Emma who said to me, you need to do this. And um, Emma said to me, you should do a, a boot camp, like put, run a Facebook group, charge people to come in. They will love you, Viv. And I was like, oh, no, come on. No one would want to listen to me banging on about social media and she was like Viv they do they absolutely do so the the first course I ran I had 120 people on it and I thought oh my god like I don't know I didn't realize that there was such a thirst for this but of course I wanted to learn when I was looking to learn and it's grown and grown from there so I I left my salon after the pandemic I did go back for a bit but I had just lost the love for it, Larissa. I really had. I wanted to love it, but I'd I'd found something else. I'd found connecting with other hairdressers and other salon owners and having an impact on them and their life and giving them the excitement about social media that I had discovered and helping them to see, you know, things, see it differently and to not fear it. And I just got such a sense of achievement and I loved it. I absolutely loved it that I wanted to do that full time. And that's what I do now. So I actually, I left my salon um, after the pandemic. I kind of went back. 
half-heartedly. And I just thought, my team don't deserve this. My clients don't deserve this. You know, I was, I'm probably not the only person who says this, but I was thinking like Mrs. Jones is saying, oh, my fringe, my fringe. And I was thinking, oh God, I don't care anymore. Whereas I really <laughs> cared before. <laughs> so I, I wasn't in the right place to continue. So I took the leap into full-time online business and I, I remember saying to my dad who's very you know very safe I like this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna leave the salon I'm gonna teach people how to use social media and he was like oh but that's what uh, that's not a business you know how will you make any money doing that and he said um but what happens when you've taught everybody and I said but that's the thing it changes all the time there's there's no end because it continues to change day in, day out. And every time Adam Masseri pops up, the, the boss of Instagram pops up with a new feature, I'm like, yay. <laughs> well done, Adam. You bring them on. Because I'm like, yeah, I know this is going to keep me in business. And and I honestly, Larissa, I love it. I'm so lucky to do what I do. I love that that was such a natural transition and it just moved naturally into something that you uh, were really good at but also really loved it's a connection in a new way I'm really intrigued yeah. to know what are your thoughts um, I think our industry is super unique and I think other people don't really understand like it's a special unique industry there's a special bunch of people um, that belong to the to the hair and I'm including beauty in that what do you think is something that's really unique about social media specifically for our industry compared with others yeah, honestly, I totally agree. I totally agree. And this is the thing, like, I wanted to leave my salon, but I didn't want to leave the industry. How mm. could you go with anybody else? We, mm. We're hair and beauty. We're, we are different. And we are an industry of people who are givers and creative. And I just can't imagine being around other people. And that's one of the things that I find so unique and interesting about social media for salons we now like I was trained in the 90s and we didn't get to talk to our clients any other time other than when they were in the chair that was our one opportunity to talk to them and educate them and recommend to them and and, and really connect with them and then they're gone for six weeks and we don't see them again and we get another chance in six weeks time but now, the thing that people have with social media that's so unique and so exciting to me is we get to continue that conversation with people after they've left the building. So we get to connect with them and care for them and nurture our relationship with them, even when they're not in the chair anymore. And I find that super exciting. Like, can you imagine if... I, I do think that it's only hairdressers, hair and beauty who do this, really. Because you can you imagine if, if a restaurateur did that, if they connected with and nurtured and cared for the relationship with somebody after they had left and continued to offer them advice and an experience after they'd left the, the restaurant. I mean, that would be a brilliant social media page. I don't know why they don't do it, actually. Yeah, that's for sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> because we have these really strong relationships with these people in the chair that, you know, uh, we get close to. Like these are real genuine relationships that last decades sometimes. I know certainly I've been part of that experience for sure. 
hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think that that was something that was super unique about the 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 salon that I had and the page that I had. Maybe that's why it stood out so much, because. I really focused our social media around all of the people inside the building, not so much about the hair. Obviously, we showed hair, but I used to do like client spotlights and really talk about the clients and who they are because the hairdressing salon is such a unique space. You know, you've got all of these people in my business, it was predominantly women, all of these women with rich stories and tales to tell and incredible life experiences you know I had one client who was she was in her 70s right and she had been an Olympic canoeist right like the story that woman had to tell about her life so I used to take a picture of my client because often what you hear salon owners saying is I don't have the young clients. I don't have the, you know, the beautiful brushed out ballet. I don't have clients like that. And I'm like, good, good, because you you have the the other women. You've got the older women, the ones with the tale to tell. And we need to be able to see women, older women need to be able to see older women having their hair cut as well, because that's that's your business, isn't it? Your business is building up this picture of every single person who comes in so I would take a picture of my my old lady client and then write all about her I'd say this is you know whoever I'd obviously ask her if it's okay to use her name and this is so and so and you wouldn't know it but she used to and I'd tell a bit of a story quite journalistic in a way and people followed our page who lived all around our area because there was just that little bit more to it than just showing people haircuts because what's in it for them if it's just haircuts and that really I think set us apart from anyone really and, and I love that because it is always about the people within the building. Hey I just wanted to pop in to tell you something don't worry we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now if this sounds like you listen up you have a team, you love your team, but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. I love that because it really brings um, the salon becomes the center of the community and the binder of the people, you know, and we've always been kind of known as that, you know, we're the therapists, we're the people, we're the people that the community goes to, to speak to. But in fact, what you're doing is turning that back around and saying, we are the center of the community. We hold these people together um, and we share the stories of the people who are your next door neighbor. I really love 100%. that. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And you find a lot of your clients will run businesses and have mm-hmm. Instagram pages and other mm-hmm. social media. So you you make this almost like a community page. And mm-hmm. that would really set, especially in a local salon like ours was. Yes, exactly. That really, yeah, exactly. That really helped for our content to stand out. Obviously, the work was really good that was being produced as well. But there was just that something more that made a little, who- a little bit of depth and a little bit of heart, I think. Do you know? It goes a long way. Yeah, 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 100%. And gave people, like, like you know, if we look at it a bit like a magazine about all of the things that are happening inside the salon. So we would do things like what's on and all of that type of thing as well. So we would shout out and talk about things in the local community. And I think our page became this, well, not I think it definitely did become this kind of almost like a, a magazine of, you know, everything that's happening, really interesting stuff. I mean, I, we would even talk about recipes. And, you know, I started to mm-hmm. think about what are the daily conversations going on in the salon? And the, and they weren't just what do you haven't done? Because they weren't. Mm-hmm. That's oh, 2% of your conversation. Sure. What are we doing today? Yeah, yeah. It's it's everything else that you have with your client. And I was the same as you. Like I had clients for 20 odd years. You know, mm. I got to know them so, so well. So right. equally, it means that you're able to create content for people because you know them so, so well. You know, you yeah. know what they want from you. And that that kind of community feeling page might not be for everybody, but you do know your clients best. You know exactly the questions that they're asking and what they want to know and the conversations that are happening within your building. That's what makes your salon page really strong. Yeah, I agree. Viv, I'm really keen to know in all the salons that you have the opportunity now to work with, what is maybe the most common mistake that you see salon owners making that they really should stop if you really had a chance to tell them? Yeah, I mean, it is it is that. It's, it's kind of what I was saying is just using their page to show haircuts that have happened yesterday and the day before you know we're so far past that now where it's just all about the hair that that takes place I really want everybody to kind of start seeing their social media a bit differently and instead of using your social media content to sell a hairstyle or or a hair color what you're actually doing as a salon owner is you're using your social media to share and entice people into your business with the experience of what it's like inside your salon. So showing content of the laughs and the the team together and even just salon walks walkthroughs of a busy of a busy salon is a great way of actually showing people inside the business what it feels like to be part of it. There there's there that's the content that I see right now that excites me the most is um like there's a lovely salon. I actually cannot remember the name of it, but they're, they're Australian. I actually think the Australians are really good at social media. A lot of them, the big salons are really good where they do um, outfits of the day. So they'll go around, they'll show off what all the, the stylists are wearing because they really get it, right? They get it. Why do clients come in here? They want to see what everyone's wearing. That is often a thing. They like to see what the girls are wearing. Why do people come into, why did people come into my salon? It was because they wanted to, 
have their hair done, obviously. But there's so many places they could go and have their hair done. So why did they stay coming to my salon? It was because there was more to it than that. They'd get the chat, they'd get the advice, they'd get so much more. And that's what you need to show on your social media. The, The before and after hair transition videos, that's the mistake people are making. We need to really help people to see. There used to be a saying where it was, social media is your shop window. Now, I actually think that's actually quite outdated now because that's making it sound like people are on one side of it looking in. And that's not what it what it is now. Now, social media is in the building, right? They're in, they're in. Let's take them on the journey, show them the things that they want to see and show, and sell the experience of what it's like to be a client in your salon. It's a bit like if you have a freelance salon, the other side of this is that you are in the business of selling space to hairdressers to do hair in, right? So that's your job and your, your page is in the business of selling that space to people to do hair. So you need to sell the feeling of what it's like to be a hairdresser in your space. And that's where people, that's where social media has moved on and other people are staying behind. But if you could really understand that we need to let them in, take them on the journey from the minute you open the door to the minute you close, like fly on the wall. People love that. They want to see in, don't they? We know if you leave the door open on your staff room and they and they they will be like rubbernecking to try and see in. They want to see the inner workings. And, yeah. and I think it's really important because it does help people who have never been in your salon. It helps them to imagine themselves sitting in there and to, they already feel like they can kind of put themselves into that. And, you know, we we now have a lot of good hairdressers. The majority of hairdressers and salons are really good, really good. So we want people to really get that feeling of what it is that's going on in your salon yes what's unique about your salon versus the one down the road and it's not the haircut really is what you're saying yeah I I, I really want to pick up on um you know equally advertising or speaking to or bringing your potential clients into your salon but you're doing the same for potential staff and keeping an eye Mm. on both of those audiences um whether they're freelancers or team members you want to attract those people too. So I think you can kill two birds with one stone for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you if you are trying to attract clients to your salon, that's what we're going to do. We're going to be selling the experience of what it's like to be a client in your salon. We're going to show them what it's like to be that. But if you're looking for stylists in your area, you want to get in front of them. We're going to create content that shows them what it's like to work in your team, whether this this is employed and uh, freelance, but what it's like to be in the salon. So I would say think about the stylist who's sitting in a salon right now in the staff room with their phone in their hand, hating where they work. What you want to do is you want to be creating content that shows that you are not that. You know, if their bugbear is every time they go into the dispensary, they have to mix a two and a 10 to try and because their salon owner doesn't keep the salon stocked, then you're going to show unboxing videos, you putting away this lovely full stop. You know, see so what you want to do is you want to think about 
what is their pain point? What's their bugbear? What are they hating in the salon they're in currently? And create subtle content that just shows, you know, we have fully stocked. You don't have to say that, but we're going to show them you just, you know, la, 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 putting away all of your beautiful fully stocked dispensary. So think about that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. One of those ever-changing things is that the algorithm changes, the features change, the trends changes. What's your tip on how on earth do we keep up with all of this? Like I'm trying to run a salon, I'm trying to build a team, I'm trying to serve my clients, and now the algorithm changes and I need to do something different. What are your thoughts, Liz? I, to I totally hear that and I hear that all the time. So obviously I'm going to say, follow people like me in the industry. There's lots of people like me. I see trends and I tell you about trends, any features you need to know about. I always pop up on my Instagram and tell you. But do you know, I wouldn't be thinking so much about the algorithm all the time. What I would be doing, if, if I still had my salon and I was looking for clients in my area, I would be focused on the, the followers I already have and I would be creating content for the people who are already hit that blue button. I think this is the problem that lots of people have with social media is we chase things that we don't have. So we're looking for more reach, more views, more followers, and actually forget to look after the people that are already there, the people who already hit the button. Because the thing is, especially if those people who already follow you are actually your clients, then if we interact with them on a much bigger bit of time, on a much um, more targeted way, if we create content that they love and they interact with, algorithmically, we get shown to more people who live in our area and mimic the behavior of those people online. And that's how we get seen by more people who live locally to our salon. And to be quite honest, that's really all that matters if that's what we want, if we have a salon business. But, you know, this is, we, we look at what's happening. We look at who's successful and we think, oh, well, they've had 50,000 views on that video. I must have to do that. Well, if you're, you, if you want a global audience and uh, maybe you're, you're a personality or, or a hair content creator or an educator or a brand, yes. But if you want clients who live in your area, absolutely no. So I think what people do a lot is they're concerned with the algorithm. They're concerned with the reach, the views, the followers, and none of that matters. What matters is listening to people uh, in your salon. Like I'm actually talking about the people who are sitting in the chair, listening to the questions they ask you every single day and making note of that, whether mentally or actually making note of that and creating content that answers those questions. And you could even say things like, um, let's, I used to cut curly hair was kind of my speciality. So I was constantly talking about products and styling and tips. And, you know, there's a lot of education that goes around curly hair. So you could say, you know, you could even be like, right, I'm going to teach you how to, to plop your hair. And, but I, I will make a video for you later. Okay, so I'll make a video for you later. I'll put it on Instagram. And then you can just literally say, hey, Larissa, this one's for you. I just want to remind you how to plop. Now, when Larissa gets that tagged as well, is tagged in that content and sees that I thought about her and made content for her to remind her how to plop, 
then she goes like this oh god feels really special my tells her friends especially if she's out having drinks with her friends look my hairdresser did this and everybody around the table goes my hairdresser doesn't do anything like that <laughs> you know so it's just like above and beyond mm -hmm. and we have the ability to do that and to to go above and beyond even when they're not there now they you're obviously you're making content from that one person but other people are watching and looking and deciding whether you are a good fit for them and thinking mm, should I jump ship from the hairdresser that I've been going to for 20 years because that's hard to do very very hard to do so they will watch and they will look but and I think this is really good for you to to understand new clients often don't follow you and new clients very often don't like and won't ever comment on your stuff because they're scared that their hairdresser will see that right but they're there and they're watching and they're looking and making decisions about you so you know focus on the people who are in the building and already and the following. rest will happen totally that yeah, totally. I really, really, really love that. Um, Viv, I absolutely agree. Now, you are a business owner. Uh, you've been a salon owner. You are now a business owner again. Tell me what is a quote or a mantra or something that keeps you focused on the straight and narrow? What can you share? So this has come from one of my friend's moms, okay? So who, who is no longer with us, unfortunately. And it is... Um, do what you can with what you have where you are and that has always really resonated with me because it's it's basically taking all of those excuses away from you so if you only have a phone do what you can with what you've got where you are right if you haven't got a beautiful salon space to make content in that's absolutely fine that's where your clients are coming to have their hair done show it to them it doesn't have to be like everybody else's it just has to be like yours and that's good enough so you know if you you, you don't have to have a microphone you don't have to have a fancy camera you don't have to have a light stand in front of your window press record and do what you can with what you have where you are and I love, love that. it I love it adore that that gives us permission just to be and get on with it actually um yeah. all right what is a, a a book a resource um maybe another podcast or a group that you belong to what what can you share that all salon owners must get their hands on so i am rubbish and i'll tell you why i am not <laughs> a business book reader in any way i i i don't know and i'm sure some people will resonate with this i felt when i went into online the online business world and entrepreneurship i think i've probably always been entrepreneurial but now i have the i have the right to call myself an entrepreneur i thought oh i better start reading all these books that everybody talks about and i will get half a chapter in and think oh no this is <laughs> i can't bear this this is too this is not for me and um, but i discovered blinkist have you ever heard of blinkist yes now, that's how I like to consume. This is probably why I love social media, because I want, just give me the top line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just give mm -hmm. me the top line. Tell, give me the overview. So I actually consume things on Blinkist, really. So I just get the top line overview. I can have a conversation. I can go, oh, yeah, I listened to that on Blinkist. Um, but also, I, I, I'm a real big believer in 
having downtime away from business as well, because I really have to be honest and say that when I started fully geeking out on social media and learning everything I could, I did every webinar, every course, every book, every podcast. Um, and I became obsessed to the point where my husband was like, um, probably ringing a solicitor if I'm completely honest, he's like, who is this woman? I'm not into it. And I actually think it's I've, it's really important that people have downtime. And if that means that you just read an, a crappy novel as a, you know, a bit of just comfort blanket rubbish, and that's what you do for your downtime. Absolutely. We don't need to be constantly on. Yeah, agree. All right, Viv, this has been absolutely amazing. I know everyone's going to want to stalk you on social media, oh, of course. So <laughs> what is your dub dub, um, your handle and all, all the places? Where can we find you? So you can find me on Instagram at the hairdressers social club and on my website, the hairdressers social club.com on the website, you'll find loads of free stuff. So there's loads of free downloads and a couple of masterclasses that you can do. Come and see, just get inside my website and start stealing stuff off there. I even forget what I've got loads <laughs> of stuff on there. I <laughs> love it. Instagram. Instagram. I, I post on Instagram every single day and I'm always there. Amazing. I've loved our chat today. Viv, I really appreciate time that you've taken to share your story and lots of tips and tricks. So it's been great. I love it. Thank you so much, Larissa. Well, I hope you learned a lot of this because I know I certainly did. It was a really good shimmy up. Thank you so much again, Viv, for joining me on the podcast. I will put all of Viv's details below on the show notes of this episode so you can learn more tips and tricks about social media. She is great to follow on the socials. I think we really covered a lot from creating stories about what happens in your salons, those real conversations with our clients, and how to use social media to attract new team members. So let me know in our profitable and successful Salon Owners Facebook group what your biggest takeaway was. I know I had plenty. And don't forget, if you're a salon owner looking to become a salon CEO, step up and grow a million dollar salon or more so you can join the Salon Mastery Boardroom, then click the apply now button in the show notes. Let's jump on a call. You can tell me a little bit about your salon. Let's find the challenges. Let's see if I'm the right person to help you. All right, that's all from me this week of the podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.